Hello and welcome to this episode. My name is Cleo Schwetzmann and this is GD Hub Voices, the podcast where we discuss some of the latest health technologies and interventions designed to solve global health challenges. Today we will be talking about the health data governance principles with Kirsten Mathieson. Kirsten is the policy lead at Transform Health, where she leads the development and delivery of policy and advocacy work. Welcome, Kirsten, and thank you for joining GDH Voices. Thank you. Great to be here. Before joining the Transform Health Coalition, you worked at Save the Children for almost 10 years. Yes. What exactly brought you to Transform Health and how did you get into the work on health data governance? Yeah, well, as you said, so I've been working in the work on global health issues, um, particularly in the policy and influencing space for the last 10 years through various roles with Save the Children, with a lot of my work focusing on addressing inequalities in health access and health outcomes and really advocating for universal health coverage. Um, And data has always been really critical to that work as well. You know, to advocate for better access to health services, you need to know who's accessing services and not. So it really helps to identify particularly disaggregated data of where the equity gaps are to better inform policies, programs, and to support civil society to be able to hold governments to account and other stakeholders to account to improve access. Um, When I then started at Transform Health last year, I brought over a lot of this experience and bringing, you know, the advocacy around universal health coverage, but really looking at how we can leverage the potential of digital health and data to really help accelerate progress to achieve universal health coverage. So that's kind of brought me to this work. And then within my role at Transform Health, as you said, I'm leading a lot of the policy and influencing work. Um, And specifically, we have an area of work on improving health data governance and working really across the coalition to really advocate for stronger and more equitable governance of health data. I see. And do you do you have any personal connection to this topic? I think it's just such an important issue. So I'm lucky to be in a country where I have access to a public health system. But it's really important to make sure that, you know, this is a, a human right that everyone should have access to essential health services. And so and data is just so important then in being able to ensure that happens to really drive decision making. And as I said before, I think one of the most important things is really holding governments to account for delivering on that because they have a core responsibility to do so. So I just feel really passionate about, you know, what are the different angles we can take to really ensure people are access health services and by improving um, data and the governance of data accessibility of data is a really key driver of that Um, so just quite passionate about ensuring that and making sure we're using uh, exhausting all avenues to ensure we're addressing progress um, and everyone can access the health services they need great so let's get into the technicalities of what you are doing exactly with the health data governance principles so could you just like briefly in one or two sentences try to summarize what they are yes um so they're a set of eight principles to really help support improved governments of health data to really align stakeholders around what good governance of data should look like to ensure it's helping to benefit and improve public good. And so all people and communities can share, use and benefit from health data. So would you say the problem that you identified at the core of this of this project was really the lack of governance on health data? Or is there anything else that you would say you identified as a main challenge? 
Yeah, I think so. A key challenge is definitely the weak governance of health data. So as as health systems become more and more digitalized um, and digital tools, which have a great potential to really help improve access to health services, that's meant a huge increase in the amount of data, health data and health related data that's generated every day. Um, and this, you know, we've seen with COVID, that's really accelerated that even more so the amount of data that's being collected. But there's a lot of weaknesses in terms of the governance of that, of that health data to make sure it's really promoting public good um, and that all people can, that their data is protected, but they can also reap the benefits of that increased data use to help improve their health access and health outcomes. So we really saw that there was kind of a weakness in this. There wasn't kind of global standards and alignment around what good governance should look like to make sure it's really achieving what it should be achieving. And so recognizing there was this gap in this space, um, this is where the development of the health data governance principles have come from. So while there are, you know, some countries and regions have developed legislation and policies around health data governance, often they've been a bit more kind of narrow in focus or may look more technical at certain issues, but don't take that kind of comprehensive view of the health sector and around objectives of protecting people while ensuring the best possible health values created from the data. Um, and also there's some fragmented approaches as well that doesn't really lend itself to regional and global cooperation to really ensure that, you know, the best possible outcomes are coming from the collection of this health data. So just realizing, recognizing this gap um, We've been working with partners to steward the development of the health data governance principles to help respond to this gap in these needs and the challenges that we've seen. So who would you say the principles are aimed at? Would you say this is more national policymakers or also maybe NGOs? Yeah, they're, they're aimed at a range of stakeholders. So obviously a core stakeholder that they're aimed at is national governments because we really want to see them adopted to help improve the governance of data at health at national level. Um, but they're also very applicable and useful for multiple stakeholders. Anyone that's involved in the governance of health data and collecting and using health data can really benefit from the principles to help guide and shape that, as well as other stakeholders, for example, the private sector, civil society, research and academic institutions, and the public at large as well. Um, so they can be used. We really want to see them kind of adopted by governments and different stakeholders, but can also be used by various stakeholders to call for better action from governments and decision makers. So if I understood this correctly, since the principles are aimed at a very large audience, is that also the reason why you use this very bottom-up oriented approach to develop the principles? Because that's not a very common approach, I feel like. Yeah, well, I would say that that approach should be applied even if they were only targeted at governments. <laughs> so it's really important to have meaningful engagement of different stakeholders when developing, you know, something like the principles or other policies and processes and decision making. I think that's absolutely vital of meaningful engagement with different stakeholders, communities, including the most marginalized. But yeah, we just really saw this as critical in developing the principles and ensuring that they were took that inclusive and consultative approach. So we're not only, you know, ensuring the meaning, the perspectives and the buy-in from these different stakeholder groups, but also really leveraging their expertise and experience in this space to make sure they respond to different stakeholder needs as well. And it helps build that buy-in as well for the principles. 
Can you describe the process in itself in a bit more detail? Like, how did you reach out to the civil society members, for example? Yeah, so this has been the development of the principles has been going on for the last year and a half now. Um, so it's been quite an extensive process to get to where we've gotten to today. Um, this has included eight regional and global workshops and consultations to really get the ideas and perspectives and expertise of these different stakeholders. Um, this saw contributions, contributions from over 200 contributors from over 130 organizations, diverse stakeholder groups covering all regions as well. So that really led to a solid first draft of the principles. And then following these different workshops and consultations, and just note as well, we had a very specific youth-focused workshop as well, which is essential as part of this discussion. We then, when we had this draft, we then had a one-month public consultation on the draft set of principles to really try to reach an even wider audience and get further perspectives and kind of buy-in and validation from different stakeholders, you know, if that sounded right, were they focusing on the right issues? Um, so that was a very open public consultation to get those further uh, inputs to the principles, which has then now led to the current draft we have of the principles, which are being finalized as we speak. So how did you make sure that there was awareness within the broad population about the possibility to give input for these principles? Yeah, so this we really leveraged different um, partners, members of the coalition, different partners we work with to really spread the word wide and far that there was this public consultation, that there was this opportunity from things as much as, you know, really reaching, emailing about the launch of the public consultation to various stakeholders that had been involved in all of the regional cons and global consultations, which, as I said, reached over 200 people. So really reaching out to all of them to share with their network networks as well. Um, we published them on our website, really pushed them out through social media, through various listservs um, and various networks and groups working on these issues to really push them out far and wide and to amplify them as much as possible. And a lot of our, you know, various coalition partners and different actors engaged in this help support this. We worked quite closely in the consultations, also with a lot of regional networks who then also helped push out the public consultation with respective um, members of the regional networks as well to really push it out as far as we could. Would you say that because of this very bottom-up and broad stakeholder inclusive approach that the principles are different from similar policy instruments? Can you, can you see an impact of that? Yeah, I think definitely. I think one of the key things that was a huge contribution to the current draft of the principles, but also which kind of sets them apart from other um, health data governance or related principles or mechanisms is that they're really centered and driven by a focus on equity and human rights. And I think this came out very strong throughout the various consultations and have really been a driving force of the principles. Um, another really key focus that really sets them aside from other existing mechanisms or documents out there is that they're also very much driven by a core focus on universal health coverage and universalizing the benefits of health digitalization. So I think these are that, you know, rights-based approach, equity approach are some of the kind of unique features of these principles which set, set them aside from other existing ones. But just to say as well, they very much build on 
other existing principles. And we see them as really strengthening the health data governance ecosystem. So now you're basically ready to publish the principles. Am I right about that? <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so so how, are you, how are you planning to like disseminate the final principles? I'm not sure how you're going to disseminate them. Is it going to be just a PDF document or what's, what's a plan there? Or can you describe some specific actions? Yeah, so no, they will not be a PDF document because we really, we don't want them to be a static document. We see them as being live and really wanting people to own them and be able to use them and, you know, to really support the work they're doing and et cetera, to improve governance. So they will be launched on the 7th of April on World Health Day. So coming up very soon, they will be hosted on their own website. And this is really important to us because as much as Transform Health and partners, we've been helping to steward the development of the principles, we very much see them as being community and publicly owned. So they will not, they will be neutrally branded, hosted on their own website. So different stakeholders and partners can really use the principles. The website will also include a number of resources um, to really help support their use. So there'll be a user guide, which helps to give ideas of how different stakeholders can use the principles. Um, it will include a number of other resources to really support their use. For example, an advocacy toolkit. So different stakeholders can use it to advocate for endorsement of the principles and just stronger health data governance. So it'll be a comms toolkit to really get the word out about the principles and the need for stronger governance. Um, and really importantly, we want to see the principles endorsed by organizations and governments. So the website will also have the logos of all endorsing organizations and governments there as well. Um, and really encouraging those, to, those organizations to also reach out to others to encourage their endorsement. So yes, so the website will go live on the 7th. Um, and we'll do a big kind of virtual push around them. So disseminating them to different groups, listservs, similar to the public consultation, pushing out on social media. Um, we hope to publish some articles and blogs about them. And just to really spread the word. Um, also looking at different events around them at regional and national levels, working with different partners who would lead on that, um, just to really get the word out about the principles and how they can be used and what a great, what an important tool they are to help strengthen the governance of health data. Are there any key performance indicators that you've put in place to measure all of this? So we hope to see the principles endorsed by at least 50 organizations by the end of the year and hopefully by at least five governments by the end of the year. But we realize this is really an effort of multiple partners to help really drive and achieve these objectives. But that is our aim by the end of the year, but really want to importantly then see them incorporated into policy programs and advocacy work of different stakeholders and organizations. Um, but a really key thing is ultimately we want to see them you know, adopted by governments, technology companies, other institutions, and also how they can be used to really help drive progress on, the agenda, on this agenda and towards the development of a global health data governance framework that is underpinned by the principles. So that's another kind of key target of ours is endorsement of the principles, but how we can use the principles as well to push forward on the need for a global framework on health data governance to really hold governments accountable on this. What do you think will you need to to use as key drivers to create this success that you're aiming for? Yeah, well, I think a key part is the 
kind of level of engagement and buy-in of different stakeholders across all levels at global, regional, and national levels. And because of the process we took in developing the principles, that we took that very inclusive approach, we hope that has already built that buy-in among stakeholders, which will be key to the success of then the endorsements. Um, also really key to endorse to you know the success of this is stakeholders, but governance in, protect, in particular, recognizing the need to strengthen the governance of health data and realizing that this is a key step towards that. Um, but yeah, so we'll be hopefully trying to secure early endorsements of the principles um, in the month leading up to their official launch, and then from their launch, really pushing forward to get further endorsements. Do you have any performance indicators that you measure, let's say, more for the broad population, for example, website traffic or um, use in, uh, let's say, for example, in Switzerland, um, public uh, initiatives or anything else? Yeah, we'll definitely be tracking kind of the use of the website because, as we said, because it's a public, we want it to be publicly and community owned. We want to make sure the website and the principles are responsive to the needs of communities using them and that will access them. So we'll definitely be tracking that to see, you know, the frequency of the website, what parts of the website are being used more and how we can adapt. A really important point that the website will also have a community section on it. So this is to really include and be able to share how communities are using, how different groups are using the principles. So, you know, case studies of how they're being applied in national contexts, um, how different stakeholders are maybe, you know, blogs or articles they've written about the principles, any events they've held where they've amplified it. So we really want to use that space to profile how different stakeholders and partners are using the principles. So I think that will be quite a key um, important area where we'll be tracking as well um, and responding then to how people are using them. The website will also have a feedback form so we can re be responsive to the needs um, and also for the principles themselves. So while I say this, this version of the principles, we also recognize that these sorts of things need to evolve and be responsive to changing context and changing community needs, for example. So we want to be able to have that feedback mechanism on the website as well, where we'll be able to respond to that. So these are some of the other areas where we'll really be tracking to see the kind of level of engagement and responses we're receiving through the website. Um, and then, of course, you know, through social media, we'll be pushing it out along with various asks. So we'll be tracking as well how much that's picked up. We'll have its own hashtag as well. Um, to come, <laughs> but we'll be tracking the hashtag. And we want to really use actually the website to engage discussions around the issue. So we will have live feeds from using the Twitter hashtag to be able to engage in different discussions related to the principles. And we'll be using that as well to kind of track um, engagement and discussions around it. So by responding to these maybe... Um new needs? Do you mean that it's your strategic, I would say, long-term goal to create a new version or to just update um, on a regular basis? I would say it's more update on a regular basis. It depends, obviously, on the sort of feedback we're getting from the principles. Um, and as we want to keep them relevant, obviously, to the changing times. But, you know, so much has gone into the current draft. So I don't think it would be a 
a huge overhaul of the principles, but we want to keep them relevant and responsive to the needs. Um, so that's why we'll have that feedback mechanism so that we can reflect on the feedback that's coming in to then see how they might need to be, you know, adapt- adapted to reflect those. Do you have any other long-term strategic goals for, let's say, the next few years, maybe even 10 years? Yeah. So as I mentioned briefly before, you know, the principles are critical, but we also really see them as being such a vital milestone towards the development of a global health data governance framework. So that's a really key objective and priority of ours is to advocate for that framework. And we see the World Health Assembly and getting governments to support and endorse a World Health Assembly resolution on to develop a global health data governance framework as being a really key objective around this. Um, So that's another big priority of ours over the coming years to really get that government buy-in for a global framework. And we see different stakeholders and different partners having a really important role in helping to drive that forward as well and advocating with the governments. Um, So, you know, the World Health Assembly coming up in May and subsequent years is a key milestone from that, but also really to ensure that, you know, the importance of health data governance and action that's needed around it profiles high on other global, regional and national agendas and platforms. So for example, the UN General Assembly in September, the G20 um, later this year, as well as other key regional meetings to make sure it's really profiling. So we're building that political will um, around different levels to really push for a WHA resolution, a World Health Assembly resolution, sorry, on a framework. And then, you know, much more into the future, then, you know, if we get that global framework, then we obviously want to see that adopted and adapted at regional and national levels to really drive that change and make sure that's integrated and guiding the development or the updating of national legislation and policies. That's an ambitious goal, I would say. (laughs) Working towards the World Health, World Health Assembly for now. It's <laughs> a good first step. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now that we're getting to, to the end of this episode, I wanted to ask you, what was the most like important lesson you learned throughout the process of creating the health data governance principles? And how how could we as listeners learn something from this? Yeah, I would say the most important lesson is the lesson we've learned in terms of the approach we take, we took to developing them, um, which I know we've talked about already, but just to really re-emphasize, I think one of the biggest lessons was taking that inclusive and consultative approach and really meaningfully, and I really want to underline the word meaningfully, because I think that's critical there, engaging different regional and stakeholder groups, including youth um, in particular around that. And I think, you know, like I said, that's, that's so important to get the buy-in and ownership around it, but really, really important to ensure that the principles then reflect that they're not just, you know, a couple of people in an office drafting them, but really that they reflect the perspectives, expertise, and experience of different stakeholders across geographies and sectors. So I think that was a really key lesson. I think another lesson I would say um, that's been really important is really identifying and articulating the value add of the principles. Because as I said, they build on and they reflect other 
other health data governance um, instruments and principles, but really identifying why these were needed and what the value add of the principles were was another really key kind of lesson um, that we've learned in this. And we have a very unique value proposition of the principles, as I said, around, you know, it's really it's one of the only principles that really have universal health coverage at their core and that they are really much driven by equity and human rights. And now last but not least, what do you think should everyone listening to this know about health data and health data governance? Yeah, that health data governance is absolutely vital to ensure that everyone's health data is protected but to ensure that health, the collection and use of health data is really being used to improve public health, to reduce inequalities, and to advance sustainable development. And so health data, improved governance of health data is vital for ensuring this. Thank you, Kirsten, for giving all of these great answers and for joining me here on JD Hub Voices. Um, I'm hoping to see you soon, talk to you soon about more projects on health data governance. And I'm wishing all of our listeners a good day. That's great. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Bye.